Well, hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. This is our pay-per-view reviews. And joined as ever by the William Regal to my war games. Stuart, welcome back. Most definitely the Marcus Lewis to your Sylvester Lefort. <laughs> yes, we're diving back into NXT. Some forgotten names. Some you'll remember, some you definitely won't. Um, so... Maybe this is a forgotten NXT takeover. It's not the first one. Um, it's the second ever NXT takeover. Fatal Four Way was the name. Um, held in Full Sail University, of course, the home of NXT for a long, long while. In front of around four hundred of NXT faithful, um, you couldn't get any more in that building if you tried. Let's be honest. <laughs> September eleventh, two thousand and fourteen. We're going back to your Stuart. Are you looking forward to diving back? <laughs> Absolutely. Loved the loved the old style NXT takeovers. So a very intimate, almost like a an indie show, but you know, I mean, with some of the the to be top talent of yeah. the company, so and, and heightened production as well, you know. Um, oh, 100%, yeah, absolutely. very good production at that level. Um, of course, we all know the takeover series and, and how it blossomed into producing the very best cards we've known, uh, you know, in wrestling today. I think certainly over the last five years, um, when you talk about NXT takeover, you talk about the best cards of the year, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, An absolute absolutely. cornerstone, a great wrestling, and certainly in the US for the last few years, and, and unbelievably so. Do you think going into this one, I was looking at, it, I thought, oh, was this, will this one stand the test of time? Because it's not quite, you know, peak NXT. It's very much still, still early beginnings. I mean, it's been going for a couple of years at this point, but it's still very early on. There's, there's still some teething problems. Obviously, your, your, your big international names haven't yet arrived. You know I mean, well, Sami Zayn's there, obviously, but you know. Uh, Owens is still to arrive, Balor still to arrive, Nakamura, these, these kind of guys um, who took it to the next level, uh, the NXT level, pardon the pun, but um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, there's there's some good stuff in this pay-per-view, absolutely. absolutely. The uh, the Fatal 4-Way banner, of course, that came from the one-off pay-per-view in 2010, um, WWE held Fatal 4-Way, I don't know if you remember that, um, where of course you guessed it, the main event was a Fatal 4-Way match, Sheamus winning his second WWE Championship at that event and becoming the 100th WWE Champion of all time, so that's a wee fun fact for you. I don't remember <laughs> an awful lot about that show. Um, I don't think I've ever watched it, if I'm being honest with you. I, I'm sure I watched it at the time, but um, I don't recall. I, I, I couldn't tell you any matches from it, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that obviously came about from the the, the rejigging of WWE pay-per-views, where they were just naming pay-per-views after match types, yeah. um, and it got a bit desperate. <laughs> 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 uh, Fatal 4 you know. Um, singles match, that'll be the next one, you know. Um, so <laughs> whatever they can do. So I think without further ado, let's reminisce a wee bit on some of the names that maybe you know were on this show and, and maybe where they are and, and, and what went on. So getting into the show, um, NXT chant as an opening contest is set. I think that's always... You know, solid. That's something that you know WWE main roster misses, and obviously you take it from ECW. Maybe um, I think EW sort of do it now as well. You have that sort of chant at the start, and you know it's the show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like that, or do you think it maybe takes away from the performers? Because sometimes that's what you hear rather than the guys cheering I, the performers. I don't mind when it opens the show like this, but when there's ECW used to drive me mad with this when guys are taking like sick fucking bumps and horrendous chair shots and then an ECW chant starts yeah. like chant the guy's name fucking hell yeah it's, it's sort of you know it, it's, it's great when the show opens because it's, it's a nice opening view for the camera to come round and the, the NXT chants there but when it happens and obviously after a spot or something like that it can take away from the performers in the ring mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> opening contest the Lucha Dragons Kalisto and Sin Cara challenge for the NXT Tag Team Championships against Connor and Victor of the Ascension Tom Phillips, Renee Young, and Byron Saxton on commentary here. What do you make of that team? Fucking 
good. Um, apart well, apart from during the third match, I thought they were they were really picking at straws and stuff like that. But it became very much like Raw a couple of years ago. Um, very bitchy on the commentary. Yes, yeah. During, uh, I thought for the most part it was a very good trio. Um, yeah, I, I thought Renee Young sounded like a teenager. Like she sounded so young uh, during, mm-hmm. during this event. It was ridiculous. Um, and then obviously you see her during the. It's after this match, she does an interview. Yeah, after this match, she does an interview, and uh, fucking hell, she does look quite young. Um, I wonder how long has she been in the company for at this point? She hasn't been in the door very long. No, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine she was in the door very long at this point. Actually, yeah, uh, obviously she's just left recently um, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Um, but no, I thought she was actually very, very good on commentary. Um, I, yeah. I know, I know, people drag her a raw run a wee bit. Um, but I thought she, she, her role was very, very good. I thought they kind of worked it out well. Byron Saxton was working as the heel commentator, which I thought was very strange <laughs> to start off with because yeah. uh, I don't know how much of a baby face he is now, but he, mm-hmm. he was very good in that role as well. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It was nice. It was nice. Nice chemistry, yeah. Um, I remember thinking back when, you know, I was kind of getting an NXT and stuff like that, that Ascension were the real deal. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were the next big thing, not to quote Paul Heyman there, but I, th- I thought they, they absolutely had a chance. Um so I was kind of looking forward to this one. I kind of knew what, what to expect with the Lucha Dragons and stuff like that, but I was kind of looking forward to seeing the old Ascension, you know, before they went to the re- sort of, before they went to the main roster, rather. Um, and Bradshaw took a shit over. over the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this match, the Ascension of the Champions, um, Sin Cara has a few string- springboards without botching, so thumbs up. Um, <laughs> he, he got through his entrance. <laughs> so yes, we're in for get like over a- the ropes, yeah. um, which, which is always a good start. Um we get a few nice spots early on, but the Ascension pretty much run rough shot over, over the challengers and mainly Sin Cara for a while, um, taking the beating before. He turns the tide with an Inzaguri. Um, Kalisto comes in and runs right. I think his move set was absolutely fantastic. Um, Showcase, Luchador. Yeah. Unfortunately, a sunset flip doesn't quite go, doesn't quite get all of it. Um, looks a little <laughs> bit awkward, but he keeps his fire up. Just, you know, cracks on, doesn't let it affect the rest of the match, which was exactly what you need to do. You need to bounce back, don't you? Um Kalisto and Victor get back in the ring after some dives onto the outside. Um, EW would love that. Uh, <laughs> Ascension go for the finish, the fall of man, uh, which is the double team finisher. Fucking Fantastic. great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the move as well. It's basically like a running sweep slash clothesline to come from either corner, meet yes. the middle. Yep. Great stuff. Um, inside out and upside down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sin Cara takes Connor out of the ring. Victor knocks Sin Cara off the apron and lose Kalisto. Take advantage with a Selena Del Sol, um, pins Victor 1-2-3. Ending the Ascensions, um, still to this day, record-holding um, tag team title reign. 364 days um, and, and winning the belts themselves. So I, I thought it was a nice, solid opener. Um, I thought it was probably a good way to, to end that title reign. Um, I probably think that, you know, that after, after a year, with any title reign, I think you've probably ran through most people. Um and I think a new team like that, a fresh team with exciting energy and stuff like that, is probably what they needed to, to, to put over them. Um, yeah, I thought it was solid. Uh, 7 minutes 48 it went for, so it wasn't too long either. What was your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I like the, the Lucha Dragons are your your perfect opening match tag team. Um, high tempo, high energy, high flying. So, it's you know, that's what I always look for in an opening contest, something that pops the crowd. And obviously, a, a, a definitive title change always helps that. Yeah. Um, going right back to the start, I liked um, how there was like within forty seconds, uh, the Lucha Dragons are in the ring, ready to go. Like forty yeah. seconds of the pay per view starting, and they're buying, they're in the ring, ready to go. Um, I quite liked obviously that the, the Rene ran down the recap of the tag team tournament 
uh, to get the number one contendership. I, that was really enjoyable as well. Um, obviously, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the nice dynamic for the tag team. You know, I mean, it's your big powerhouse. It's the big, it's the LOD powerhouse versus the high fly luchadors. So, I was expecting a high energy match. Um, didn't exactly live up to the tempo that I thought it would. It was, um, it was a bit slow. Obviously, Ascension ran it at their pace. Um, there was one absolutely cracking spot that I've never seen before and I've never seen since. Um, Connor is in between Sinkara and Kalisto and he mm. gets on all fours and he bulldozes Sinkara shoulder to shoulder back into his corner. It's very, it's very much like a, like a rugby scrum sort it of thing. It was exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. That was excellent. It was excellent. Um, popped that popped that big time. Um I, I, yeah, I thought the match was absolutely solid. Yep. The uh, the Ascension would join the main roster um, soon after this. I think it was the end of December. Um, they would go up to Raw. Uh, and WWE would shortly go off the idea of pushing them at all. Um, you know, JBL was obviously bringing them on commentary, you know, calling them Road Warrior rip-offs and stuff like that. Constantly. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that if it was warranted. But but I see you talking. I mean, first and foremost, they're a heel tag team. GBL heel commentary. Exactly. GBL's working heel commentary, and he's burying the heels. Like yeah, it, it just I mean, done it. It just it just stank of silver grapes. To be honest with you, yeah. um, in some form of way, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, as much as I try to watch wrestling through a kayfabe mindset, like I try to avoid. Oh, somebody's pissed off somebody backstage. Like I don't, I don't care about that. Like I really, yeah. really don't. And people shouldn't care about that. I just, I, I don't get it. I really don't know. So they were, they were eventually sacrificed and they came out and interrupted. I think it was NWO were back mm. together at some point. Um, and I remember the New Age Outlaws and the APA showed up and wiped them both out. And that was pretty much, you know, it was a different yeah. from then. You were, you were just another tag team by that point. Um, which I just think it's an absolute shame. I, I agree. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking at them thinking these guys are going to be future Hall of Famers, but they could have been a good, solid team for a good few years, you know? Especially coming up to the roster, uh, the main roster at that point, it, it was so dry, tag teams. Yeah. It was, would you want to watch New Day versus Usos for the 19th time yeah. this month? So, like... And I, I, I didn't like the idea, also, they gave them the shoulder pads and stuff like that. I mean, I think that was a... I mean, you look at them there when they came out on NXT, and I thought, yeah, they look good. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't need that addition of the shoulder pads and the, and the big fancy face paint. You know, I think they're, they're quite good the way they are. Save um, that for the big pay-per-views, like... Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that was more of a Vince twist than anything else. If I to hazard a guess at it, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I mean, it's talking it's talking about the WWE until the end of um, last year, two thousand nineteen, left in December two thousand nineteen, um, final released. I mean, they stuck about for a long time doing nothing. Yeah, they made their money, so um, so and, and they're still team on the Indies. I think um, as, as as big con and Vic of the Awakening. So uh, no way. <laughs> there you go. Finding a way around those. Uh, those uh, season desist orders there uh, <laughs> wasn't um, wasn't one of the men tough enough? I think it was Victor. Uh, I think enough? it was. I think it was a bigger lad. Connor, it was a bigger right, lad. Uh, yeah, one of them definitely wasn't and tough enough. Um, and of course, they were in the original NXT. Oh, it was as originally. Well. It was originally NXT. My apologies. That's what it yeah, was. I think that might have been what it was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We get Renee interviewing uh, the new champions on the ramp uh, after a big shouty promo, um, and that's that's the end of that. Um, <laughs> We get a promo package surrounding Neville, um, obviously the NXT champion, explaining his reasoning for choosing the Fatal 4-Way match, which I thought was nice. It was simple. Yep. Um, it was very much as, well, I'm the champion and I want to give myself the biggest challenge possible. I beat these three guys um, singularly, so I wanted to have them all at one time. Um, I thought it was, it was such a simple way to do it. Um, we also get 
you know, the other three guys' point of view throughout the night. So it's going to be Neville, Tyson Kidd, um, Sami Zayn. Matty's husband, do you mean? Matty's husband, Tyson <laughs> Kidd, uh, Sami Zayn and Tyler Breeze. So that's your that's your three or four way in the main event. Um, and as the show goes on, you kind of get a package for each of them, which I thought was a nice way to sort of plug the main event as, as the show went on. Um, so next up, um, for all you squash fans, you're in for an absolute treat. Um CJ Parker, who modern fans will know more as uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Juice Robinson, um, playing his eco-warrior character here, takes on um, a before royalty and pre-bald Baron Corbin. A uh, debuting. A Baron debuting that Baron Corbin, NXT debut. Um, big job no or entrance. entrance. Zero entrance Baron <laughs> Corbin. Eh? Fucking hell. Those um, absolute tits that thing. Although they did have music for him because, spoilers... Uh, when he wins, they play his music. Uh, ah, right. You know, give it as an entrance. Ah, it was a bit poor. <laughs> um, so NXT debut, a rapid match. Uh, Corbin basically clotheslines this guy, hits the end of days, and wins the match in twenty nine seconds, um, and just immediately leaves, which I just thought was fantastic. You know, gets his arm raised and walks out. I thought it was that's brilliant. It. Um, that's how you debut. You know, I, I do enjoy it. I squash now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Th- th- in the end, I mean, things worked out for both of these guys, but what a way to debut somebody by somebody who's on your NXT TV, you know, he's a, he's a known face, a known character, um, and you bring in this new guy and you just have him bang, clothesline, hit that finisher, which had never been really seen before. Um, it's tell, it's, it's so, still one of the best finishers going today. Yeah, I mean, the way the, the crowd and the commentators react to it, you know, was very much love. It wasn't even a, whoa, it was more of a, oh, what was that? You know, it was kind of like... Stunned silence. Yeah, yep. surprise as well as, um, you know, in awe, I feel like. Um, I thought it was fantastic. As you, you know, Baron Corbin now, one of the mainstays in WWE. Um, and CG obviously became coming juice. I think he was the US champ over in New Japan. Uh, I think he was actually Moxley beat when he went over there. So both guys worked out okay in the end. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, you like to see that. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember too much of Parker in NXT. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, um, but yeah, I, I think I remember his, his final sort of appearance um, was when now known as Sammy Callahan, but Solomon Crow um, debuted in, in NXT, um, and I think that was sort of Parker's last match. And he bowed out after that, got like some sort of eco warrior gimmick, which was I mean, quite a good idea for a gimmick, but very much you know that sort of hippie style yeah. um, gimmick that he had going. Um, third match on the card is a hair versus hair match. Um, Sylvester Lafort with um, Marcus Louis. I, I do not remember these guys not at all. Fucking clue. Um, they had some sort of French heritage gimmick going on. Um, taking on La Resistance here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were that good. Um, uh, taking on uh, Enzo Amore, accompanied by his big friendly giant, Big Cass. Um, Carmella's backstage cleaning cream off her dog. Don't ask. Uh, no idea. <laughs> I, I, I chose not to go back and read about the build to this match. <laughs> this is just fucking bizarre. No, uh, this is very much a, I don't know if I'd say a palate cleanser, more of a, maybe mm. a crowd pleaser for, for the, the crowd they have down there. Fucking um, piss break match. <laughs> very, uh, very much a what the crowd, um, road agent note here. Uh, yeah. What the crowd. Um, you know, in all fairness, though, this this match highlights how even back then how good Enzo is in the mic. Absolutely. Um, big cast, a bit of charisma drain. Um, but he gets his stick in the crowd. Reacts I, I've saw, it. I've saw, I've saw worse than Cass. But you know, yeah. he's, he's good at his lines. He can deliver his lines okay. Um, he's, he's definitely the Billy Gun to the Road Dog. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Um, so, <laughs> and, it's, and it's the same with uh, Dog and Enzo. Like they're. they're 
they're stick on the mic more than makes up for the lack of kind of in-ring ability. You know that Dog was bad, but Enzo's terrible. Um, yeah. I, 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 I've always said that about Enzo, you know, um, regardless of his in-ring ability, man, he can talk on the mic. Yeah. Um, a really, really good promo. I think he's been slated before for writing a lot of his promos down, but listen, whatever works for you, as long as you can deliver them well. Exactly, um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people read their promos, you know, in their head and just sort of, deal with it that way, you know, and just, they always handed scripts nowadays anyway, and they just memorise it, but if you can make it, you know, that's what you always did, and I thought it was fantastic. It um, seems very natural for him. Yeah, it, it suits him well, I mean, I know he's, apparently he's a bit of a dick in real life, but, um, no. you know, no. uh, it, it translates. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so, this is kind of when the commentary broke down for me, and, you know, one of those, I always say, like, if the commentary's good, it can get you through a bad match, but, if the commentary is so overwhelming, it absolutely takes you out of the match. Mm-hmm. You can concentrate. It was just three guys, uh, sorry, three commentators just talking nonsense about hair for fucking, for at least the first two minutes. Um, yeah, I, a, I, I, a, I understand that we're trying to get over the story yeah, um, rather yeah. than trying to get over the match, which was the problem. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, not it's not a story you're really interested in, so you kind of want to see it about a match or, you know. Um, yeah, I absolutely popped for Renee's quip about uh, Wayne Renee's hair plugs, though. Oh my god, I missed it. Uh, that was fantastic, absolutely. Uh, oh. she, was talk- she was just talking about um, it was. Uh, she was talking about kind of celebrities with ridiculous things that have happened to their hair, and she popped in Wayne Renee's receding hairline and how he managed <laughs> and how he managed to grow up. But in fact, that's what it was. It was how people um, uh, reacted after, like, obviously, hairline receding or losing their hair or something like that, and. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about Renee getting, getting the, the old hair plugs in. Oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, she got she got Byron one as well, and she was you know he was talking about hair, and she's like, "What do you know about hair?" Sort of thing. Was... <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that, that was that was that was a highlight. <laughs> oh, that was a dig. <laughs> a good dig. Um, I, this match is very much um, more hair pulling than a Bang Bros special. Um, not much of a match at all. Yeah. You know, kind of priming you for the matches later on. I suppose I think that's maybe you know bring it down a bit and then bring you back up later. Yeah. Um, Enzo takes a beating for the most part, um, and then Roy Free Test uh, on the outside beats Down Louis. Um, Enzo rolls up the fort, wins the match after five minutes thirty-eight, and we get zero haircuts in the end. Um, for now, anyway, just a bucket of foam. Over what what was meant? What was meant to be in the buckets? Is it, for, for, right? So uh, the way I envisioned this was like, um, see, like the the for it's like for waxing, like what women use for waxing, they put like the the fucking cream on their legs and then they just rip it off. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like. But then again, it also looked like fucking shaving foam or shaving like it just like, was white foam. What what I think it was was like hair removal cream. I think that's what it was yeah. supposed to be. Um, that woman using the legs, because like, <laughs> I, I think if you just put it on and wipe it off. Mm-hmm. That, listen, I was talking about fucking beauty, man. Like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get my head around the gay food, man. In case yeah, I, but I, I, I think that's what it was supposed yeah. to be. Um, and as it transpired later on, you you know you you'll see that. Um, but they put it over the wrong guy's fucking head, so they put it over the guy who wasn't in the match. Yeah, and it was kind of like, well, what was the fucking point there? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like you know oh, I'll have to put that guy in the match because he's the better wrestler. If he was the better wrestler, then fuck me. Like, yeah, it wasn't much of a match anyway. Um. It was a waste of 10 minutes of TV time. I'd agree. Um, we get a lovely surprise. William Regal. Yes, um, yes, love, love the reaction Mr. Regal got. Yes, fantastic. And if you want to see the reaction that we gave William Regal, you can go back and listen to our episode. Um, this is your wrestling life on Sir William himself. Um, Plug. He basically plugs the latest signing <laughs> to NXT, which is Kenta. Um, 
who obviously we would eventually become Hideo Itami, which you would actually see in this interview here, this sort of promo that he cuts in the middle of the ring. Um, do you remember the, the, do I say the, up, the uproar, but the buzz around Kenta signing? It was it was high. Yeah. yeah. This guy came in with such a high reputation. Um, did it, is it one of the biggest letdowns, though? In I, would, I, would say, I would say it's probably one of the biggest disappointments. Um, mm. like, I know injuries played a large part. A large he part. was out for about a year, over a year. Yeah. We, um, we I barely got the injury, ball wasn't it? No, it yeah. was, a, was a shoulder injury. Was it a shoulder? Injury? Yeah, I think it was a shoulder injury. Um, it, was a, it was a bad one, anyway. Um He's got, I, think, I think he's got a scar on his chest now. Um, oh, really? But he was out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the ball barely got rolling for him. Um, obviously, they were trying to bed him in a bit as well, make him feel comfortable, I think, before the, the rocket strapped him, you know, but yeah. um, it didn't last long enough. Uh, do you think the name change hurt him by, by any Ab- way, or do you think? Absolutely not. I think he came in and he explained it well. Like He was doing it to... Um... It was to reference somebody or to honour someone. Obviously, mm. I, I, I've no idea who, but he did cut. He did put that in his promo. So fair enough, he did explain yeah. it. It wasn't like uh, Devitt who just came in and then the fucking Titantron just changed the baller. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You don't get the explanation until later. So I, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind somebody coming in and getting their name changed. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's what hurts people because look at Owens. Owens came in, different name, fucking superstar. Yeah, everything else was exactly the same, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but I do think I do think um, I mean I've read up on it. Um, there was some controversy with that name change. Obviously, Triple H was very happy for them to keep Kenta, mm-hmm. um, but Vince very much wanted them to change it because well, he's Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to own the names. But I think I think by the same token, Triple H he's, he he was wanting to keep that name because he probably didn't want to insult the Japanese audience mm-hmm. um, and, and probably felt like that would be a draw because I think that's why they did it. They wanted to bring in more of that audience because they've always struggled in Japan, always. Um, yeah. Obviously, they've got a bunch of promotions over there um, out with all Japan, Noah, New Japan. Um, you know, some of the Joshi companies as well, like Stardom and stuff like that. So there's a lot of wrestling out there. Um, so it's very, very difficult for somebody, for a westernised um, company to yeah. go there. And, and, and I mean, it's not the same style, you know, it's entirely Careful. different. So... Um, but as a shame, it's probably one of the the biggest disappointments in a long time. Not many people come into WWE with that kind of hype, um, yeah. especially nowadays. You know, it was different. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, where guys would come out of territories to WWF or um, back when WCW were running, and they, you know, jump guys were jumping ship left and right. There was a lot of hype around those people. But now, you know, WWE being the main show in town, there's not many people that make that jump and, and get that hype. Probably the last guy was probably Styles, wasn't it? Um, yeah, he'd done very well for himself, of course. Yeah. If you look at the the, the caliber, you know. Um, but also, I mean, I wonder if if things were different, if he was a success, would they have went and got Nakamura in? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know what I mean, so um, swings and roundabouts, doesn't it? Ah, definitely. Um, of course, he's he's back in New Japan now. Um, has been somewhat successful again. I think he's the leader of Bullet Club now. Oh, um, so he, somewhat successful. I know he challenged Naito for the championships a year ago there as well. So. Um, it's it's not hindered him in any way, um, yeah, in the long run. But yeah, he's running NXT. All but remember as as a as a shortcoming, I believe. Um, I did like. I loved how chuffed the Regal looked <laughs> with his accusations. Yeah. He's, he's fucking brilliant, looking like a proud dad. <laughs> um, I should say the Ascension came out and he, and he yeah. leathered both of them. Uh, <laughs> then the marks in the crowd chant for GDS. So yeah, 
Well, I assume Punk wasn't along away at this point. I think we got a Punk chant later on as well. Um, of course we do. Bill Dempsey versus Mojo Rawley as the next match. Um, a fast start and a fast finish, <laughs> so we can't complain. <laughs> this is a proper, like, generic wrestler match here. You've got the one guy in the shitty... Uh, ordinary black singlet and then the other cunt in like the loudest colour that you could find backstage <laughs> like uh, bright luminous green um, it's very sloppy there's a lot of missed time spots in the corner Mojo Rolly's gone far too quickly uh, yeah. for Bull's pace they're missing spots um, and I think Mojo gets split open underneath his eye oh I've never even yeah, noticed that's how much attention I paid to this match yeah. um, Bull, Bull gets the win with the the, the old Benoit headbutt uh, in one minute ten was it? Yeah, one ten. Yeah, um, was the short match. Um, could have done without it. Yeah, could have done without it. Um, yeah, it didn't I, help anyone involved. They were they were both good as grass. Um, I think Bill Bill was somewhat over, but I think they were still trying to push him as sort of you know a bad guy. He obviously became a comedy character further down the line, which was much more suited to him. Yeah. Um, uh, it, was, it was very. It was very. I don't know how long Mojo had been wrestling at this point either. Not very long, I imagine. Could have been that long. Um, I don't think he's much better nowadays, right enough. But uh, I, I think he could probably go down that comedy route a bit better as well, because I think he's, he's, he seems a bit of a character in real life. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think try to play a serious character on on screen just doesn't work as well for him. Um, just my opinion, of course. Stay height, bro. <laughs> um, so we, 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 backstage we see the the French guy who, who wasn't in the match. Um, he's been given a baldy, um, a big patchy hairdo, and his eyebrows have come off as well. So. <laughs> I've done that during the break because I've had a lot of issues with razors over the time probably you know you've seen many people getting their hair shaved off and after hair versus hair matches and the, the, the razor catches and they're bleeding and yeah. <laughs> all sorts so they probably just went about it an easier way nobody um, wants to see that nah nah nobody can be bothered seeing that so first they were done um, it was alright you know yep. ready for some real matches now <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so, sub-main event, we've only got two matches to go, so we're in for a bit of a long haul, but not not quite, because it's actually quite enjoyable. Um, we've got the girl next door, Bailey versus the Queen Charlotte Flair. I'm not sure if she was calling herself the Queen at this point, actually. Um, NXT Women's Championship on the line. Amazing to see these two early on, considering, you know, right now, Bailey's the MVP, <coughs> and Charlotte's won everything there is to win on the main roster, so it's, it's quite fascinating, actually, to go back and, and, and watch a match like this. It's mental to see how uh, over Bailey is, even at yeah. this early point. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, so she does the full kind of super fan thing. Um, I, c- I can never mind what her name is. Um, the wee lass, it's always... Uh, that's, that's the one. Um, so she, she always uh, interacts with her. Uh, She's wrestling on Indies now, you know. Is that right? Huh? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if it's like full on wrestling. I don't know if it's just like online maybe clips that she's been doing. Oh, um, right, okay. But I've seen her do a few promos and stuff like that. Um, so, like, training to be a wrestler kind of get, thing? She'll get there. Uh, she, she'll definitely get there. I, I can definitely mad. see there'll be snapping her up as well because there's a great story to be told there, you know. Um, <laughs> Izzy versus Bailey at Mania 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing, you know. Like, but bringing her in as, you know, having those those images from her as a youngster in that NXT crowd, you I, know. I, yeah, that's an easy build, that, isn't uh, it? Uh, it's, it's, it's such, it's such an, a great investment, you know. Like, no wonder... There's so many crowd shots nowadays you never know who you're going to catch on fucking yeah, camera. Um, true, true. Can't wait to see that big fat bastard that's always in the luminous green. <laughs> the big smiley face with the sand, the sand uh, hat on. Uh, that's the one. He's <laughs> <laughs> a, a big goth undertaker, pal. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll be having a tag match at Mania in a few years. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, just at this point, obviously, I was watching this and I thought, you know, I wonder if this is really when you know the turn started to happen with women's wrestling, obviously with NXT, and it really was. Yeah, it um, absolutely was. At, yeah. at this point as well, obviously, Paige is on the main roster. Um, so I think across the board, women's wrestling was improving, mm-hmm. and I think they were getting more time. Um, yeah, more, more so in NXT, obviously. They were, still, they were still doing the Divas thing on Raw and SmackDown. Um, albeit there was some decent stuff, but not to the extent that there was down in NXT. Yeah, at this time we have uh, Paige and AJ Lee feuding, which probably lasted about a year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bellas were feuding with Stephanie McMahon, if you remember that feud. Um, this was also just after SummerSlam time, so it was around about then this feud sort of was happening. These feuds were happening. So, I mean, two major feuds that both you know, played a part on SummerSlam, SummerSlam's card. So even yeah. previous years to that, that's that's a big step up. Um, getting recognition. Yeah, the tide, the tide was turning. The tide was turning. Um, so in this match, Charlotte controls the match um, from the get-go, as expected, you know, Bailey having to fight from underneath natural storytelling, really. Yeah, um, she, she's still getting referred to as Ric Flair's daughter like, too, too many times. I, I think she was on screen for about three seconds before it was mentioned that she's Ric yeah. Flair's daughter. Like, Ah, come on, give it a break. Um, a reverse neck breaker looks so painful. Like, mm. ah, oh, looks, looks amazing. Absolutely. It has, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, loved Bailey's um, cracking Frankensteiner um, off the top, which was so well done. Not seen many better than that. It was one of the only moves she got in. Um, this was a bit of a job or squash, man. I thought. I, I thought you know, especially the, you know, the finish for me. I mean, Charlotte hits a moonsault off the top barely. Um, oh, she, sort of, she, she was trying to be too safe. Yeah, she know? lands on her. She lands on her knees. So she lands on her feet first, and then just flops forward. Yeah, I'm um, going to assume that was the finish, but because it was so shit, she obviously recovers. She gets herself together, and she hits the natural selection. Which is fair play. Um, yeah, so she she done well. In fairness. Um, and I drew as well. Uh, I don't ever remember Charlotte having like a bad match or her ever being bad. Um, she wasn't she gets great on the so mic. So much stick nowadays. She gets so much stick nowadays. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't either. You know, I think I think probably it's you know I think they refer to it a lot nowadays as Roman Reigns syndrome. You know, where it's 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 too much too soon. Um, but but you know what? See, for being a female and that being the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck them. Like, yeah, I, I he's think done he's well. brilliant. Um, yeah. You know, every yeah. single match I've watched from her, I, I, I say I don't think I don't recall a bad one. I mm. remember the her match with Ronda Rousey, um, which turned into her just battering her with yeah. kendo sticks and stuff. That's one of my favourite matches. Women's, women's matches certainly, but one of my favourite matches in the last few years. Because I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. You know, it was brutal. Um, told the story really well and you know the, the moment where um, Becky Lynch also turned on her um, after the SummerSlam match where she yep. beat her up I thought mm-hmm. again that's another fantastic moment I think she's a really good seller um, when she wants to but she can also be a real good badass um, she's a, a better heel than a face definitely oh definitely um, natural heel but look, I really enjoy Charlotte you know for Charlotte's matches and even back here as you can see she was fantastic um, if you remember the match when she won the title um, in NXT the first time round against uh, Natalia, where mm-hmm. they had Brett and Ric Flair outside, of course That's they did. Right. Um, <laughs> but that was a fantastic match as well. Um, so you can tell, you can tell early on that she was, you know, I think now she has probably kicked that stigma of Ric Flair's daughter and become, you know, yeah. probably one of the best that's ever done it. Her moose is incredible as well. Like she's so athletic, uh, but she's also very vicious at the same time. There was a move where, um, so Bailey's kind of tied up in the ropes, um, kind of sitting on the second rope. And um, Charlotte um, kind of slams, she, she slams her to the ground, but at the same time she drops the Ric Flair knee into the face. It's just an absolutely magnificent spot. Like, obviously, yeah. you, 
the typical woman's move there is grab them by the hair and fling them into the map. But now nah, she's she's dropping the knee into the neck as well, uh, on the face as well. Yeah, so, there, was, there was some stories recently, obviously coming out. I think it was Sasha that was talking about it, and it was um, how when was it, was it Sasha? Maybe Alexa. However, when, when they were in NXT at first, you know they were told to wrestle with girls. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it was you know what it was about Sasha and ba- uh, Bailey's match at um, yeah. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, and they said basically they never told anybody or never rehearsed anything because they didn't want anybody to stop them wrestling the way they were going to wrestle. Um, and I just I just you know it feels terrible to think about that. I think that's that's horrible. You know that they probably weren't giving you that chance, but then when they did it, it made a difference. People realised, oh, Christ, they can actually you know go like men. Pardon the yep. phrase, you know, but. Yep. Um, I think that's when that equality came about. I'm glad I did because we get some fantastic matches today. Um, and it's, as I said, it's good to go back to see that sort of when that was becoming, you know, like that's that sort of fruition to what we have now. Um, yes, seeds are definitely planted here. Ah, uh, it's always nice in the review mirror, you know. Um, so uh, f- as for the match, I thought a good solid finish was a bit yeah. flat for me. Came from nowhere, but still the, good. The, the only thing wrong with the match was the finishing sequence. Yeah, I don't. Th- I just don't think it probably didn't. Probably wasn't paced well enough. I think it was very much. It was so. It was relatively slow. It was mostly Charlotte, and then I, I, I think. Yeah, I think Bailey got absolutely battered here. Um, very, very close to using the word buried. Um, very little offense, and it was an absolutely jobber match, yeah. uh, which is very, very strange, uh, considering how over she is. But someone that's that over doesn't need wins. That's true. Um, you know. After the match, Sasha lays out Bailey. Um, Charlotte sort of pulls her off, so that's going to set up a theory in the future. Um, if we ever get into that one, I'll be a good link. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, after Sami Zayn's promo to round up the sort of four way build, um, we get the main event. So, Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, Tyler Breeze, and Natty's husband, Tyson Kidd, uh, for the NXT Championship, the inaugural fatal four way match in NXT. Um, Championship announcements that the full booner, as we'd say in Scotland, um, <laughs> just in terms of these four guys, a good collection of names here. You know, it's not uh, a bad four way, is it? It's not bad at all. <laughs> uh, Tyson Kidd's music is bad, though. It's oh, it's so generic. <laughs> I've described it as generic 2006 Smackdown tag team. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, that's like. See, see, see if you went back and put that over Paul London and Brian Kendrick's yeah, entrance. There you go. Like, yeah. It would fit well, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, that's what you're looking for. That's exactly yeah. what you're looking for. Um, um, in stark comparison, uh, Neville's is fucking incredible. Oh, break orbit, break orbit. Oh, uh, fucking bright. Good entrance. Um, fucking charges out on the stage, addresses the crowd, back in the middle of the ramp, fucking uh, pulls up, smoke everywhere. Ah. Oh, looks like a fucking superstar. How good does Neville look right now? I remember like when he first came into the scene, right? And we saw him at a live event and I was like, this yeah. guy's brilliant. I remember we were watching him a few times and I was like, oh, he's just the ultimate babyface, isn't he? He's so mm. exciting. Not a mm. terrific promo, just okay, you know, um, just the ultimate babyface, ultimate underdog, blah, blah, blah. He turned him heel and I was like, oh my God, this guy's the best heel. Like, he's he so was. good. And he fucking was the best heel in the company uh, at this it- point. But when you see him now in AEW and everything he does is so slow and methodical the way he comes out and you watch him here and see how quick he is, it's like mm-hmm. night and day, you know, chalk and cheese, but my God, man, he's still brilliant. He's brilliant either side of the, of the mm-hmm. coin. Um, I thought there was many people who are as good on both sides. No. Um, that's come along in a long while, you know. Totally, uh, agree. totally agree. Some of the promos he's done in AEW have been fucking fantastic as well. Uh, oh, I think he's excellent. Um, 
I mean, at the time of recording, these guys have all done okay for themselves. Obviously, Sami Zayn is somewhat the IC champion right now. There's a sort of championship versus championship thing going on on the main roster. Um, Tyler Breeze is NXT tag champ. Um, Pac's part of the EW roster. And Tyson, obviously, he had to retire, um, he's, sadly, early. He's, he's a backstage good. producer, isn't he? And he's looking healthy. He's looking healthy. He looks as if he's getting back in the ring. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I've seen him running ropes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but only you know. so. Yeah, I hope he gets his happy ending at the end of the day, you know. Because um, he's a tremendous wrestler. Yeah, oh, and, and this, this match certifies that. <laughs> I, was say, I didn't appreciate how good a wrestler he was back then. No. He's a bit, um, you know, he's a bit, he's a bit boring character, you know what I mean? He's a bit generic, um, but he's a tremendous wrestler. So we, we saw a version of this match yes, we did. live. Yes, I think Sami Zayn was the one who was missing. Yes, it would have been... Uh, Oof, no, it was May or November of 2014. Yeah. Um, Neville versus um, Tyson Kidd versus Tyler Breeze. Triple Threat, NXT Championship. It was an elimination match um, in Glasgow. Now, now, this was the match that I'm pretty sure they actually showed this during the intermission. Is that right? Because um, we missed the start of this. Or I missed the start of this. I think it was like when you came back from the break, it was the first match on. Right, okay. Um, I think that was the case. Uh, but I just yeah. remember watching these guys. I thought that's fucking probably matching the night as well in the live mm-hmm. show, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Neville, that was the first time we saw the Red Arrow, um, which is Neville's finish. Which were just, I think we were just in awe, but it was like, oh my god, what the fuck was that? What is that? I mean, I think that's one of the first times I've ever been, you know, awestruck in a, in a wrestling crowd. You know, I was kind of like, holy, what was that? You know, where did they pull that from? What a move! Like, um, it's so crisp as well. Like it's. It's not like a move that ever misses, is it? No, uh, he but he doesn't miss a lot of moves. In fairness, he's no, uh, brilliant. Yeah, but that, that was that was the flashback I got when I started watching this match. I was like, "Case, we saw these two guys. I remember that first time, you know." I was like, "I wonder if Stuart remembers it well as well as I do." Oh, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, so four four way matches that can be quite erratic and, and, and difficult to keep up with, but it does also bring that excitement and the high energy matches. I mean, you've got a main event like this. That's what you want, you know. You you want that sort of big big finish now, you know. Um, I thought, first off, they paid off early on. We kind of get that tease of, of Neville and Zayn. Um, but you've also got... They, they are the two big names in NXT at that time. Um, Tyler Breeze was very much up and coming at that point. Tyson Kidd was kind of... Probably having to prove himself somewhat. I mean, he'd been on the main roster and stuff like that by this time. You know, he's mm-hmm. he sort of come back down. So he's been up there. But it's, it's probably kind of... He was always teamed up with... with um, Cesaro. No, it was, uh, it was David Boy at this oh, point. David it was... So he kind of came down and sort of tried and prove himself and I'm not just Natty's husband sort of thing, which was a story that was going at the time, <laughs> um, which was quite good. Yeah. Um, but, oh, man, these, these guys go. <laughs> these guys yeah. go. Um, the, the, Zane, Zane locks in that Koji clutch earlier on, which was fantastic. Yes. Oh, it, it, it was so quick locking it in. <laughs> it was like a fucking mousetrap. That. Yeah. Oh, get away that, mate. Uh, the crowd are chatting, um, Natty's better at, uh, obviously, Tyson. <laughs> Ain't too sure about that one, Chief. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. However, um, who has less charisma, Natalia or Tyson Kidd? Oof. Ooh. I, I'd, I'd have to say that, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I would also agree. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> somebody said to me lack of charisma and that Natalia Nightheart just flashes up in my eyes. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Which is hilarious because they're both excellent wrestlers. Like, Natalia is probably the best women's wrestler. Yeah. In terms of, like move for move. Um, Te- technical wrestler, sorry, is the phrase I should have used. Oh, aye, aye. Um, I know they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, seeing that, I mean, a lot of people say even Brett didn't have a lot of charisma. Um, 
do you want to run about him? Are you, are you good? Um, nah, I've had my rant this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that for a future episode involving Brett. Aye, well, we're, not, we're definitely doing it. Fucking, this is your life and then, man. So it's just going to be a moan, a moan fest. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I really liked the narrative of this match. It was pretty much um, we're not going to allow Neville to get into the match and get started. Um, yeah. Every time he tried to get into the ring, he get booted out or smashed out or something. So I thought, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, it's a really good story because it, it puts over the intelligence of the other guys, but also puts yeah. over Neville as being fuck. We don't want this guy involved because if he starts, he gets going. We're fucked, you know. Yes. So it's kind of like yeah, yeah. So they they suplex him on the stage, leave him out there, they keep kicking him out the ring. Um, I find it really funny though because they suplex them on the, the the stage right where it's a big padded mat, and then they suplex Sami Zayn on the grill, on which the is the metal feet. ramp. And then they throw him back in and they just keep wrestling. And Neville stays up on the ramp as if he's out of the game. Like, yeah. They've kind of got that arse a bit backwards there. But uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 it was, you know, really good storytelling. Um, I thought it did slow in the middle. Um, it was a long rest hold. Uh, oh, it was horrendous. Um, was it Sami Zayn and... I think it was him and Tyson that was in for a while, yeah. Oh, it was a, like a three-minute headlock on the ground. That holy yeah. shit. Um, lo- oh, this is a bright. Obviously, like NXT crowd, right? They're very famous for being smarky cunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they know everything about wrestling, so they start to chant, "This is wrestling," <laughs> and immediately that is met with uh, Adrian Neville doing a cartwheel, and then he's <laughs> in botching a blue thunderbolt. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. Love that. take that. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to sort of do a handspring back at the, no, and then right. Sam was meant to catch him, hit the blue thunderbomb, and he just dropped him. Lucky not on in his fucking head either. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was a brilliant spot. Uh, well, it was a brilliant spot, but it was funny. We get Tyson Kidd and Bo, uh, Tyler Bruce back. Tyler Bruce, Tyler Breeze back in the <laughs> ring. Uh, they pert. They pert. Um, fuck me, man. Help me out here, Stuart. <laughs> so the next got... <laughs> um, right. So the heels have got. Uh, Sami Zayn up is it Sami Zayn up in the turnbuckle? No, Neville's up on the top. Right, so Neville's up in the turnbuckle and they go for the double superplex spot, which is then obviously added to with Zayn um coming underneath them and hitting the power bomb spot. So it's the it's just typical kind of car crash tower of power spot for the top rope. Yeah, always so looks good. Your multi man, you know, unwritten rule that you have to have one of these spots. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um it was at this point where I thought to myself, fucking hell, Neville has um his moves are always like one hundred. Yeah, he, he hits a a shooting star press, and he near he near enough takes out the lights on the roof. He gets that oh. high. It's absolutely mental. And notice as well, he's so quick. When had his exchange with Sammy earlier in the match, he's so fucking quick. It's it's ridiculous, you know. Mm. And it makes everything look so impactful because he's so fast, and like he can pull a kick, a kick so so quickly that. It looks like he's, he's, he's smacked him in the mush anyway, you know? Like, yeah. oh, I thought he was absolutely excellent on this match. It was... I, I think he's in a league with Van Damme. Oh, and, I, it, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just lightning quick, lightning quick. Um, so, can I have time to go home? Uh, Sami Zayn cleans house <clears throat> and he hits the Haluva kick um, on Tyler Breeze. Uh-huh. But just as about he's about to get the three count, Neville pulls out the ref to stop the count. Yeah, very heel move there. However, I'll put it to you: if there are no rules to break, is it a heel move? No, you can do whatever you like. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, I think I think it's a, a dishonourable move. Yes. Um, but I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say it warrants booze. But it's a nice wee nod at a future match and. But I mean, if you're a champion, you have to do everything it takes to hold the belt, don't you? And that's yeah. part of the story. So no, I thought I thought it was brilliant as well. And 
had you believe when he had the match won, you know, he sort of dove he dove through the corner and hit Neville into the crowd. Um he does his wee sort of dive through the turnbuckle, hits his DDT, mm. hits his halluva kick, um and just doesn't quite get it. And it's like, Oh Christ, what a near fall had me, you know, you had me. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> without Neville's interruption that the match was over and that's what you need to believe, kind of thing, you know. Oh definitely. Um the so after that, uh, Tyson Kidd's still lying there. Um, Neville manages to get up after laying out Sami Zayn, hits the red arrow and retains his title. Um, but 24 minutes and 12 seconds, so I mean we've, we've barely given that justice there, how, how, how much was on in that match. Um, an unbelievably good four-way, in my opinion. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, what I mean, event like that should be about, you know. Um, many near falls, high-impact moves and high energy. Uh, great storytelling. You know, Breeze almost stealing it a couple of times. Um, Tyson Kidd trying to, try, try to prove himself we've got Neville and Zayn doing everything they can to leave with the title um, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic great match uh, yeah totally agree uh, top match top 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 match uh, this is how you do a multi-man match um, all four guys looked great and the, the championship is actually an afterthought here for how good the match was um, it was an, it was an nice wee tease for a for a potential heel turn on Neville, obviously Neville and Sami Zayn tour um, with that match, so it's kind of one on one. That's the the tour of Europe yeah. or the live events in the US. Um, I mean, that ain't no bad thing. No, uh, no, I, 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 fantastic as you said. Um, what would you give the show uh, overall? I'm going to give it. I'll give it a B minus. Um, I thought the three featured matches really held up. It held the high standard, obviously, the, the title matches. Um, the filler bullshit, it, it didn't bring it down too much. The two Scottish, the two Scottish matches combined were less than two minutes. Totally acceptable. The only down part was the here versus here match, but that obviously had Enzo promos, which are always brilliant. Um, the, the, the only shame was there wasn't an insane amount of stuff to talk about. It was just... Um, it's like Chavi in the middle of the park. He just goes about his business <laughs> and uh, quietly gets unrecognised. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, this is the Paul Schools of NXT takeovers. You know what I mean? It's just consistently what, good. What a reference, brilliant! Uh, for for me, it's got to be a B. Um, a great show, very watchable. Uh, it's two hours long. I mean, very enjoyable. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Some matches, you know, without major story or reason. Um, but I think with one hour of TV time a week and the fact that it's a developmental brand, you kind of have to understand that. Um, yeah. I, I felt, you know, I felt that the ones that were without reason, probably, I mean, obviously Baron Corbin had a good debut, so that, that was impactful at least. Mm-hmm. Um, here versus here match, I said Enzo and Cass, it was a really good way to develop them um, more than anything in terms of getting them out there and getting them on the mic again and stuff like that, because that's, that's what good at, let's be honest. Um, could have done without the Dempsey and Mojo match. The other three matches, I thought the opener was, was, was solid. Um, the women's match was good. And that the main event was great. So with only one great match, I couldn't possibly give it, you know, much higher than that. I think that would be, yeah, you know, just because there wasn't any really bad stuff. You can't obviously give it that because there wasn't a lot of great stuff either. So, but it was good, very watchable. And if you, if you go two or three, I'd say crack this one on and and enjoy it as a, a good watch. Yeah, I I I'd absolutely agree with that. And um, come December time, we'll probably look at Revolution because <laughs> that's the that's the next one. Aye, we're sort of getting through as we go, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, worth looking at. Definitely. Um, so we're, 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 tra- we're changing our schedule a wee bit, Stuart, aren't we? Obviously, we've been doing just about weekly shows, um, but we're going go to go to two weeks. Um, 
for our shows just with life. <laughs> we don't get paid. Yes. We don't get paid enough. We don't get paid at all yeah, to do these. It's, uh, a, it's an absolute hobby. Um, yeah. Um, I think I owe so, you money. <laughs> <laughs> so just just to find the time, obviously, to, to do our shows and, and to keep our enjoyment up as well, because it can be, you know, if you've got a lot going on in life and you're trying to watch, two, uh, you know, four wrestling shows a month. Um, plus plus the, the, the modern day one as well. Yeah. Um, so we won't, we won't be doing that at all anymore. No. Um, so we'll be diving back to the old ones, um, re-injecting re, re some pleasure into our, our work and our, and our show um, and and really just to, to try and produce the best stuff we can um, and be as energetic and as, as enthusiastic as we can be. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we're, we're trying to force ourselves to do too much and it's not quite clicking. Um, and we want to enjoy it as much as the listeners want to enjoy it as well. Exactly. So next time we'll be here, it'll be two weeks' time, we're going to celebrate the 20-year anniversary of Unforgiven 2000 by simply watching it back and giving you a review of the said show. Um, it's an absolute whopper of a card. Uh, we'll have a cage match, a battle royal, a strap match. There's going to be a no-DQ match between Triple H and Kurt Angle and a whopper main event, sticking to the Fatal 4-Way theme uh, <laughs> between Chris Benoit, The Rock, The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's going to be a slobber knocker, Maggle. Um, that is a star-studded card. Yes, indeed. So that'll be good, good fun. Uh, so we're looking forward to seeing you at that one. Um, so thanks for joining me on this one, Stuart. Always a pleasure, Mark. And until then, take care.